basement with another episode of Pure Speculation from StruggleState.com. I'm your host, Zach Hayes, as always in the basement, joined by Phil Hayes. So Nice to have you here, Phil. Glad to be here. Well, today, we're not talking about an article. We no. normally talk about articles in this podcast, but yeah. today we are going to talk about uh, something that has been making the rounds in social media and people have been talking about it, um, the new documentary from Netflix that just came out. Uh, it's called The Social Dilemma. Yeah. If you watch this, which we highly recommend that you do, you may change your entire outlook on social media, the internet, and where this country is going. And it kind of feels like it might be going to hell in a handbasket right now. Yeah, I think so. And from watching it, it's kind of like you're, you're going to want to maybe think about deleting all your social media altogether. And not only deleting it, but just like because it, it's Scaling more than back. just social media. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's everything. It's 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 how and, and it and it touches on how the entire psychology of the individual is changing because yeah. of this, and and how you know how we don't even realize or recognize what it's doing to us. However, the interesting yeah. part is the people who created it; they are well aware of it. They are well yeah. aware of what it's doing. And on this documentary, they've got people. From basically, if you think of a big tech company in the last yep. 20 years, you will see them on this documentary represented in some way, shape or form in the, in the way of uh, a former employee who is basically whistleblowing and saying, there are some dangers here that these companies are not paying attention to. Just to, just to yep. give you a little synopsis of the companies represented here, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Mozilla Firefox, Twitter, Apple, Pinterest, Google, these are the big guys. All these the are the heavy ones. hitters and yeah. they are manipulating you and you don't even realize it. And maybe if you do realize it, you don't even care. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, if it was just somebody from Facebook that came out and said, said this, it's like, all right, maybe Facebook's got some things they need to work on, but it sounds like it's the whole industry as a whole. Has oh some yeah. Things to work and, on. and, and it, and it's these these people who have brought their concerns to yeah. the companies are are basically being ignored. Fell on and, deaf ears. And yep. as a response, they they've left these companies and they're trying to uh, uh, implement uh, responsible technology. Yeah. And we're not we're not because we're not seeing that right now. I'd be scared to do it. Yeah. And I, I and I think when we talk about the struggle state, this is something that's keeping us in the struggle state. Yeah. This constant. Uh, the news feed and the manipulation of what information you are and what you aren't receiving. That that was the creepiest part of, of the whole thing is like when you watch it, you're like, uh, and this is all stuff, mind you, that I've been saying this for a long time. Like, But to hear all these guys confirm that this is what's going on is that you're being fed certain yeah. information and being withheld certain information that is crazy. Yeah, I think we recognize as individuals, Phil, that there's a problem. Yeah. Um, but we don't, we always say less screen time, get out. Right. You know, it's like they used to, back in the day, they tell you, turn off the TV and go outside and play. You're going to go cross-eyed or blind. <laughs> yeah, you'll yeah, go blind sitting in front <laughs> yeah. of that TV. But right. now 
when you're told to go outside, you still have this thing, the phone in your pocket Attached. and you're still getting those alerts. You're still, uh, um, you know, feel like you're a slave to your phone and yeah. it causes the individual to never be able to disconnect. We used to be able to turn off the TV, go outside, go for a walk. But now I don't know about you. I go for a walk. I bring my phone with oh, me. Oh yeah. I go outside with the kids. My phone is still with me and I'm getting, even as we sit here right now, and recording the and we're recording yeah. this podcast. My 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 pocket is vibrating because right. I'm getting these alerts, whether they be email or Twitter notifications or news alerts. And one of the things that they are kind of instructing people to do is to not just uh, you know delete their social media accounts. They know they realize that this is yeah. a big ask, but it's it's little things like turn off your notifications, right? Nothing, nothing is that pressing where you have to constantly be getting this alert because now you feel like you have to reach into your pocket and right, grab exactly. that. Right, exactly. And that's and, what they want. And it's creating this alternate reality for us. And, and, you know, when they start to use terms like eroding the social fabric of how society works, um, you know, those are scary things to think about. You know, this is, this is contributing to isolation mental health issues and, and even adolescent depression, which is something yeah. we, we never, we never thought we'd be saying those words. I, I mean, but this I is know. a real thing as the, as the Gen Z approaches a, a, the age of adolescence and, and getting into middle school and high school where now they are, um, they've had a, a phone in their pocket since, you know, yeah. turning 12 or 13 years old. And that's, that's the thing I was going to ask you real quick is, do you remember the age that you first got your first phone? I do actually Phil. Okay. I remember it was, uh, it was 10th grade. Yep. It was a prepaid cell phone that yeah. just basically, uh, I don't even, I don't even know if you could dial if you could receive calls, you could just make right. calls. It was, I think they called them track phones back in the day. Yeah. And, and it was just a, just a flat phone with numbers, no screen, nothing like that. You couldn't even, it wasn't even like the Nokia's where you could play snake on, on right. there. Um, you'd, you'd load the minutes onto your phone yep. and it was basically the, my parents bought it for me just in case of emergencies. I was yep. driving at that time and it was something to keep in the car uh, and use for emergencies only. And even as we got older, 11th grade, 12th grade, and the phones got better, you know, everybody had those Motorola two ways and the, yeah. the, they were chirping people and Nextel. Nextels. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it was one of those things where even at that point, you weren't carrying it on you all the time. No. You were being told, leave it in your locker. You would t- right. have it taken away. Good luck trying to, t- even as a teacher now, trying to take a phone away from a, a high school yeah. kid. Not going to happen. I can't believe that. When I, when I talk to my wife, who's a teacher, she, she talks about how the kids, they just have their phone with them in the classroom. I couldn't believe that, but I guess that's where things are at now. Yeah. And it seems like it's only going to get worse from here. And, and the one guy they really focused on was uh, Tristan Harrison, who was the, he was a former Google employee and now he's running the center for humane technology. He's the yeah. co-founder of that. And, you know, he's just saying like, is this normal? Is this, should this be normal? And, and, you know, he attempted to change it from the inside at, at Google. And even though the feedback from other employees was positive saying, yes, yeah. we need to do something about this. Yes, there's a problem. The response fell on deaf ears. And basically right. once it got to a certain point, 
you know, you know how ideas are. They float out there and they kind of slip away after a while, you yeah. know, and, and now they're not as interesting as they were. And everybody goes back to just checking their feed and doing their normal day-to-day work like they did before. Um, but his message that he's really trying to get out there is that we are coming to a, 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 uh, a crossroads here where yeah. technology, we were, we were worried about technology taking us on and, and defeating us, yeah. you know, taking over our strengths. Right. But he, he says, no, we're not so fast. Technology doesn't have to be stronger than us. No. It just has to overpower our weaknesses. Yeah. And, and that's where we're at right now. We've already hit that point. For where sure. It can, it can, and and this, is, this is AI. This is, these are algorithms. They'll point out, even a lot of the people who have um, created these systems, they don't even know how it works <laughs> for the most part. That was crazy to hear. They don't even know how yeah. it works for the most part. And, and knowing that our weakness lies in this little thing of ours called the brain because yeah. it's essentially a computer, right? Right. We don't know how this thing completely works, Mm-mm. but maybe the AI is smarter than we are. Maybe they know how it works and now they're trying to manipulate us and they're dividing us. I don't know about you, seems but this country seems more divided than ever. Yeah, definitely. And I, I totally 100% agree with that. It seems like ever since social media came around and um, it really has become a thing. And like they said, those algorithms, they get smarter over time. It's not something where right away they start off at their most powerful. And it seems to be getting a little worse and a little worse. And I think that we're more divided than ever. And could this be part of the reason? Yeah. Now, do you feel when you go on to social media, I don't know, what, what do you use the most of? Phil? I probably use Facebook the most. Facebook is your, your yeah. go-to? But I don't, I don't do any posting. Like, okay. So you're just more of an observer. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at things. Not sharing things. You're maybe, not a lot. Okay. No. Um, but- but at that same time, I, I kind of wonder when you go on that platform, what do you what yeah. do you consider yourself? Are you a user? Um, You're using I, the product. Yeah. You okay. consider that, right? That's yeah. what you would think. Well, most of us think that when we go on one of these platforms, we're the user and the product is right. Facebook. You know, we're using their product. Yep. That's not what they say in this documentary. Yeah. So there's a reason why they are you know, these platforms are free. There's a reason why you're not yeah. paying a subscription to be on Facebook. Because if you aren't paying for the product, you just might be the product. I think that was the biggest thing I took away from this exactly. whole documentary was that one statement of like, yeah, we, we are. Guys, listen up. You're being used. Yeah. You are not the user. You are the one who is being used. And that should be very clear to anybody who has got their face so far up the ass of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. whatever. If your screen time is telling you that you're spending three, four hours a week on Instagram, four hours a week on Facebook, like let, let's start adding up that time. And that might even be low. And we're going to do a little experiment by the end of the, the episode here. Cause I want to check some, some information on our, our phones and, and kind yeah. of get an idea for what we're using. Um, but you know, that's the thing they're selling your attention, right? Their, their users are actually the advertisers. Yeah. This product exists for advertisers. It does not exist for you. They're trying to find the algorithm that will keep your attention the longest mm-hmm. that will allow you to be a target for advertisers because they want 
the best results possible for their advertisers. For sure, of course. Like they said, they're not in the bu- Facebook is in the business isn't in the business of of selling user data. No, they have that. They they're right. controlling it. They want to be able to produce the best return on investment for their. Um, for their advertisers. So the more time you spend on the platform, the longer you look at things, the more you share, the more you like, it just makes their algorithm that much stronger. And it makes you that much weaker in the process because now you are susceptible to advertisements that you would never, never be susceptible to from a standpoint of magazine ads, billboard ads, or TV ads. Yeah. And why do you think that all these years though, there's been ads on radios, on radio stations and TV and all that you, I mean, cause when you see an ad, a lot of times you're like, okay, yeah, it's sure. an ad. I'm not paying attention to this. Maybe you grab a Coke versus a Pepsi. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Exactly. But subconsciously, this is doing something to your brain over time. Well, and that's what uh, uh, Duran Linear, uh, he's the dreadlock dude yeah. for the documentary, yep. which he's, interesting. he's an interesting character. Yep. He's got a book about 10 reasons why you should delete all your social media apps. Yeah. Um, but he takes it one step further. He says, um, the product is actually this. It's the gradual slight imperceptible change in your own behavior and perception that is the product. <laughs> we are at this at this crux where we don't know what's real and what's fake anymore. Right. We don't know why we're doing some of these things. We are seeking out confirmation bias wherever we go online and we want to surround ourselves with people who think our way and we assume that we're right because we're finding yeah. them and we're not seeing the other side of the argument because Facebook only wants you to see one set of information. Yeah. The reason why you always think you're right and why you think everybody else around you is correct is because the alternate argument doesn't exist on your feed. Yeah, it's not there. It doesn't exist. Right. You and I yep. can be on Facebook with the same set of friends, Yep. the same likes uh, as far as like pages and things like that. But because of your other uh, because of what you share, because of what you liked or didn't like, because of what uh, you might have searched on Google or other uh, search engines, you are seeing a different page than I am. Yeah. And with the internet being as vast as it is, let's be honest, the internet is our new reality. Yeah, for not? sure. No, it is. So if you only see one set of reality, no wonder why you think that this world is such a mess because everybody else who disagrees with you is wrong. How can they be wrong? They, because they don't have the same information you do and you don't have the yeah. same information they do. And sometimes I wonder if that's why I, I don't get like skewed one way or the other too much because I don't post a whole lot and I'm not sharing a lot of things. So I, which I mean, obviously they still have tons of data on me, but like I'm just not letting it into Yeah, me I don't as feel much. as victimized by this personally yeah, because I'm not I, I'm not that guy who just dives into Facebook for all his news. Uh right. I, I do look at many different angles. Um, but you know, my concern is that it's it's altering the world around me and it's altering yeah. the world that I'm bringing my kids into. And and that's right. that's scary for me because my kids are uh under uh all, all under the age of four. Mm-hmm. Very young. Yeah. We try to limit our screen time. Right. And if you listen to these people who are involved in any of the creation of these uh, social media platforms or have been involved in tech at this level, they will tell you the same thing. They almost do not allow an, an 
ounce of screen time, a minute of screen time, because they are doing, they know how dangerous it is Big time. to a young kid's brain. I, I mean, and, and, and I, I'm not, I can't sit here and say we don't put on YouTube, right? but do, do they have tablets? Absolutely not. Do they have the ability to kind of just, um, peruse on their own? No. Free for all. And I know yeah. this is going to get harder and harder as they get older and older, Yeah, but I'm hoping by that time, the regulation and the the uh, how how individuals decide they're going to approach social media and the internet in general will change by then. Yeah, maybe I'm just o- right. overly optimistic about that, but I, I I feel like a lot of us are starting to realize how big of a problem this actually is, and this the social dilemma on Netflix just brought it to light that much more. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is we've all been guinea pigs for this. Oh yeah. And they they say it. There's no denial. Their goal was to make technology more persuasive. There were, these people took courses on it. Right. And that was something that I was actually just talking to my wife about not long ago. I said, we have grown up in such an odd period of time. We have seen so many, you know, transition in technology. And I swear that like, there's going to be studies on us. I feel that. And not us there as probably much. probably are already, Phil. Yeah. And not us as much, but I think uh, like Gen a generation Z. younger. Gen yep. Z is the, we're, we're both millennials as we right. sit here. And we didn't have it in those formative years when our brain was developing. I mean. Thank God. I know. And and you wonder, I, I would almost put money on it that there is going to be some pretty harsh data that comes out down the line about these Gen Z kids that shows that these phones and Social media platforms have really screwed people up. You want some harsh data? Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Yep. So this has really been affecting the self-esteem of teenagers. Yeah. And and more importantly, young teenage girls. Right. Um, I, I have a, uh, a, a daughter who's about a year and a half, and yep. she will one day be a teenage girl. Right. Um, but in 2010 and 2011... There was a 62% uptick in non-fatal self-harm in girls 15 to 19 years old. Yeah. And then plus 189% increase for girls that were the ages of 10 to 14. Suicide rate went up 70% for girls 15 to 19 years old. Up 151% for girls 10 to yeah. 14. Think about that. As young as 10 years old deciding that. that they want to take their lives. And there's a direct correlation between uh, those figures and when you know you were able to have this phone in your pocket. 2009, phone yeah. in the pocket all the time. That's scary. Yeah. Because we it is changing our behavior. It is changing our perception. And you know, we've seen how adults handle social media. Yeah. They're fucking savages. Right. They're, they're ridiculous. Terribly. How, how many people have an aunt or uh, a relative or somebody who yeah. is just constantly sharing fake news Yeah, or constantly sharing uh, rants from people and things that are just, uh, just, just on face value, just like really aunt Karen, you think that way? Um, but, but you know, if adults can't handle it, what makes you think a 10 year old brain can that it, it can't. And this was something that I think I've talked to you about in the past way back where I said that I'm very surprised. There's certain people that come out of the woodwork yeah. that start sharing these posts and stuff. And you yeah. go, really oh, them? Yeah, right. I, I didn't think that they were 
that type of person and that would fall for it. it goes both ways, too. Yeah. We're not just talking right and left. No, like right. no, no. We're, we're talking left, everybody. There's Every no, direction. Just like yep. everything else. Like I, I feel like there there needs to be more of a middle ground, and we don't see a middle ground no. because Facebook doesn't want you to. They want, it, yeah. they want things that are going to get you riled up because then you're going to share it. Right. It's a drug. It is. Social media is a drug, and, you know, there's there's two industries that call their customers users. It's it's the the drug game and then the software game. Yeah. So there there should be no surprise there. Um, but Phil, earlier you said you're most addicted to Facebook. You think, right? Yeah, I would say so. Pull out your phone. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the same. I want to know what your screen time was like on Facebook. Okay. So I'm gonna check mine right now. So if I you go to your um, your phone here. Okay. Click on screen time. And for the week, let's see. What is leading the pack for me? I've got TikTok at 19 minutes, messages at eight minutes, uh, docs at four minutes, Gmail at three, uh, the other mail account, three minutes, Safari, 46 seconds, and Google.com, 46 seconds. Um, I, I, so I'm, based on those numbers, I've got creativity at 19 minutes, productivity at 11 minutes and social networking at eight minutes. Uh, so I am not the, and that's, that's just for full disclosure. That's just Sunday through Wednesday at this point. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, do I feel like this is, um, overpowering me? No, not really. 25 minutes on podcasts, YouTube an hour and 35 minutes. That's just because I, I usually fall asleep to YouTube. Right. Um, Instagram, 22 minutes. So, I, I mean, I think those are pretty good numbers considering, you know, total amount of screen time, six hours and 31 minutes. Right. Yeah, that's not too bad. Where are you at? See, mine is huge on TikTok. How, which, how much do you have on TikTok? Hold on, let me see. Because this is interesting to me just because I think the the phone of an adult yeah. should be very different from that of a teenager. And, and you know, you don't real sometimes you don't realize until you start looking at those figures, what you're actually using. Right. Okay. So see all activity. This is from today. Okay. Week. Show me your week. What are we looking at here, Phil? <laughs> okay. So TikTok is at six hours and 30 Holy minutes. Holy moly. This is a short week here too, Phil. Six hours then, on TikTok. And then the rest of them are very low. It's like I have one hour messaging, which I don't know how it counts that. Oh, it's you responding or reading, I'm sure, if you're if the app's open. Yeah. And know? then I have Facebook at 48 minutes, Instagram at 48 minutes, camera 30 minutes. So here's what I find interesting in that, Phil. I asked you what you were addicted to. Yeah. You said Facebook. Yeah. You are, you are on, on TikTok seven times longer than you're on Facebook and you didn't even realize it. Well, was that kind of shocking to you to see that TikTok was was as long as it was? It was shocking to see it was that much, but at the same time that see, cause mine, I got an alert this past week that said I was up like 70 something percent from the week before. So I don't know if like this week was just a, a week where I was using 
it a lot more. But yeah, to see that, it's like, yeah, that's a lot of time in a week. Yeah. Well, Phil, it's only Wednesday. It's only the morning of Wednesday. This is right. This is nine thirty-five a.m. on Wednesday. That week is only counting Sunday through Wednesday. Yeah. You're not even there yet. Right. So, so maybe we check back in a week and see. Yeah. How, I would really like that's to a see. lot of time because, and, and that's yeah. what's interesting here, Phil, is that. I asked you and you did. So it made me kind of feel like, wow, he didn't even notice how much time he's spending on TikTok. Yeah. Well, see, I thought we were talking more about like the, uh, like social media, as far as like the posting and stuff like that. Doesn't matter, man. But yeah, it's all the TikTok, same. It's, 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 it's distraction. It's screen right. time. It's, and, and, you know, I don't think, I don't think our brains can keep up with the pace of technology. No, here. I don't think so we're, either. We're, we're just, you know, they talk about the, the extreme growth that we've had in technology yeah. and they've talked about how our brains just, they don't evolve the same way. Like right. you're not, you're not equipped to handle, you know, negative responses from no. strangers. You're not equipped to handle, um, you know, this feedback that, that, that brings down your self esteem, um, can you imagine that growing up, like being 10, 12 years old and like, not like maybe let's say you get bullied at school. Okay. That's where it ended back when we were that age. Yeah. Then you come home and you get it tenfold after that yeah. because that's not regulated by adults either. It's like true at school, at least for some part, there's somebody watching Yeah, you hope. But when you come home on the computer, it's usually like, okay, it's a free for all out there. Yeah, it is. And, and we're, we're seeing this world in a different light and they use yeah. the example, which I thought was really interesting. The, um, do you remember, and it's not as, it's not as much out there anymore, but remember for a few years where like, it seemed like the flat earthers were everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And you know, that would come in the form of Kyrie Irving Irving and the YouTube rabbit hole. They they refer to it. And he has since come out because at first he was Kyrie Irving. Who's who's an NBA superstar. He was very vocal, uh, of the flat earth movement saying that he, he agreed with it. He thought the earth was flat. I right. mean, something that we have known to be false for, for, for many, 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 many decades now. Yeah. He believed that the earth was flat and he was spreading it on, on social media platforms. And a guy like that, he's got a lot of followers, but he has since come out and said, you know, man, that YouTube rabbit hole just got me. Yeah. I, I he doesn't, he no longer believes that the earth is flat. But do you know what the response was from that community, the flat earth community? Yeah. They said, wow, Kyrie, look, the rounder got, got to Kyrie yeah. Irving, like, because he was like their spokesman. Like they, when, right. you, when you got somebody who's famous, uh, you know, uttering those you words, hold on you to hold them. on to it. Yep. And now, now it, it feels like another, uh, moved by the deep state to, uh, to, to, to twist the narrative and, and get to him. Um, yeah. and another thing was, was that whole Pizzagate incident. Yeah. And, and that was still, a big one. You still have the, the people who are, you know, really promoting the, the, the save the children movement, which is, yeah. which is a great cause to, to, to get rid of human trafficking and to eradicate human trafficking, uh, across the globe, but they're, 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 they're tying it in with Pizzagate, right. which is something exactly. that is, is, is one of those online conspiracy theories that, that really has no true facts behind them. There's weird things. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There, there's things where you can go down different rabbit holes and, and you know, there, there might be some, some, uh, some glimmers of truth here and there. Yeah. Um, and you could connect them all together if you wanted to really make a stretch. But I mean, the whole Comet Pizza thing, that was perpetuated by sharing of fake news. And they said fake news is going to spread six times faster than real news. Yeah. How 
can you keep up with that? How can you keep up with that when that's, that is now the true statement? I don't care. I don't care if it's true or false. It's true because too many people think it's true. Perception is reality. And we're perceiving this world to be very different than it actually is. And you know what I usually say, like whenever I'm, I'm talking to my wife or a friend or, and they call me and they say like, this is they tell me some crazy story they saw online. I go, you have to right off the bat use, you need to stop and you need to use your common sense and say, does this sound real? And if it doesn't, you need to look into it further. Yeah. You need to find things. Cause actually that was something that we just were talking about yesterday where there was that big UFO sighting. Oh, right. Yeah. And it was in New Jersey. And when I saw it, I go, some doesn't look right about that. That's too good to be true. It, it was, it was, if you, if you yeah. watch it, we saw, <laughs> we both saw it on TikTok. Yeah. Um, but it was a, a clip of, uh, all these people pulled over on the side of the road in New Jersey, videotaping what appeared to be an unidentified flying object. And at the time it was an unidentified yeah. flying object, but after it made its rounds, we came to find out, Phil, what was it? It was the Goodyear blimp, the good old Goodyear blimp that we all know and love that you see flying over your sports arenas. Yep. Um, and I mean, if you look at the video, it did look very, uh, it did not appear to be the blimp, but no, it you didn't. know, it's, it's, there's people who see it all the time and said, yep. you know, I, I saw it, I read it. It even said ice cube is a pimp. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but right. it's, it's one of those things where you, you, you can't even believe what you see anymore. No. And, and we talked about the, in the past, the deep fakes, right? We've talked about the, you know, the fact that now you, you take those videos, Phil, of the UFOs and you contribute to the fact that, you know, the government has admitted that there's things that, that, that they would, uh, consider UFOs. They're out there. We just have this really weird reality. It, it almost leads me to believe the only answer is that we're living in a simulation. That's the yeah, only yeah. thing that this can be. And that's right. the only thing that makes a lick of sense because we just can't agree on what's true anymore. No, And it's all a result. We wonder why things are so crazy now. It's all a result of what's been going on for the last 20 years. Right. The creation of, and, and yeah, I say 20 years and people are like, it hasn't been 20 years. Facebook was around in the early 2000s. Yeah. It's been going on for 20 years. Google was around a long time before that. These are the people were in awe of Google and these companies have tried to follow that mantra. Google's original mission statement. Don't be evil. Right. They got evil. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that, that's the thing. And, and if you, if you trust a guy like Mark Zuckerberg to be deciding the, the fate of the nation right now, we're all, screwed. yeah, we're all screwed. It doesn't, guy, it the doesn't, guy, the guy's a boob, right? You he ever is. watch him talk? Yeah. He's an idiot. I, I know. I'm sorry. He's, 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 he's a, he's a, uh, a robotic, uh, 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 character with no, uh, he never actually says anything. If you listen to no. him, meanwhile, he's got society eating out of the palm of his hand right. in the form of Facebook. Um, which I think is, I hate Facebook with yeah. a passion, with a passion. I right. think it's the worst thing that's happened to our society, uh, in, in decades. And, you know, if this isn't an opportunity to wake up and say, Let's get rid of this. Let's stop. And I'm not saying stop completely. Yeah. I'm saying just scale it back. Right. Don't feel like you have to get your information there. Look into other outsources or, or to other sources. Look into other outlets. Don't you're you're being immersed in a world of misinformation 
and it's causing confusion. It's causing chaos. And if you listen to what these people say, what's the end result? It's fucking civil war. Yeah, it's not good. That's the end result. Because when we live in two different realities, when we can't identify what's real from what's fake, we are going to get angry at the wrong things and we're going to get angry at each other. Yeah. Angrier than we already are. Yeah, and you could say, oh, that's crazy. That's not going to happen. But when you look at the things like Pizzagate um, with Comet Pizza, when the guy, he, you know, he goes into the pizza place looking for kids in the basement and there's no basement there <laughs> at all, it's like... Yes, that it can happen. And maybe not you yourself. Maybe you think it could over time, but like there are people out there that will do these things. And in turn, it's going to affect you whether you want it to or not. Yeah. This, and this should really hit home to anybody who has struggled to, uh, disconnect, who has struggled to get their kids off of social media, uh, who's ever had to deal with a, a child that is, um, you know, feeling depressed or having, uh, withdrawals like you would from another drug. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I would recommend to anybody who's got a kid who's in middle school or older, or maybe even elementary school, older on that, uh, older elementary school ages to sit down and watch this as a family yeah. and discuss it and, and ask, do you feel this way? Is this something that, you know, you know, what's our personal solution? Because we can't rely on tech to correct itself. They will no. not fix themselves. However, you have a social responsibility as a parent, as an adult, to do what's best for you and your family. And, and we talk about personal accountability on peer spec- speculation all the time. You can't rely on other people to correct it. It's up to you to remove yourself from this yeah. and get the hell out of the struggle state. That's what we're in. <clears throat> this is contributing to it. And, and, and at, at the, try it for a week. Yeah. I want Phil, I want your TikTok numbers down by the <laughs> yeah. next time we record. I, I wanna I wanna see what we're doing and, and I'm going to I'm gonna take a little bit of advice from this. I am going to turn off my notifications. Because yeah. they suck. I hate it. Them. Does, yeah. it, it it's annoying every time it's going off. I I, I it change it distracts me from what I'm doing in the moment and we should always be living in the moment. Yeah. So, you know. The Social Dilemma, it's on Netflix. Uh, you can go to thesocialdilemma.com for more information. Uh, they have a discussion and action guide. Uh, so it's discussions that prompt to dive deeper into the dilemmas featured in the film and suggest, suggested pathways to engage different audiences in action. So that's the thing. They want, this is trying to change something. This yeah. is trying to do something here. Um, so check it out. Let us know what you think. Follow us uh, at Struggle State on Twitter. Uh, go to strugglestate.com. We will be in your feed next week with another new episode of Pure Speculation. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast and do not forget the struggle is real. <laughs>